Welcome to Power Up Your Business podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Jones, owner of Q Performance, where we help tradie business owners implement systems, structure, processes, culture into their organization to ensure that they build a business that serves them. Ultimately, as a business owner, it's tough, it's hard, you're investing a lot of blood, sweat and tears, and you need to be rewarded financially and with more quality time. In this episode, we're super stoked to be talking to Josh Cunningham. He's one of our long-term clients. Josh owns and operates with his wife, Lindor, all outside landscaping based in West Wylong, which is a Western regional town, New South Wales. Josh has got a great story, similar to most trading businesses, starting small, going through major growing pains, a lot of pressure on the financials, a lot of pressure on the home front. It's all work, 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 and no fun. Josh really doubled down on his team. Josh is all about building a culture. Josh is all about building a team that's thriving, a team that want to come to work. And it's a great inspiration, especially for those people out there and and business owners out there who are struggling to recruit people. Well, Josh is in a, a small town and he's done a great job of attracting great talent. So really listen to some of the key things that Josh has done and implemented into his organization to really set him apart from other organizations within that region. Great story. As always, heaps of good tips. Write things down. But more importantly, when you hear something that's applicable, try and act on it straight away. And that's one of the great things we hear from listeners. And we really appreciate our loyal listeners out there. We're getting a lot of great feedback from people who have been taking away lots of tools, tips, and inspiration from our guests and putting into their business and hearing about positive change gets us excited, gets us really pumped. And please subscribe, like, and share our podcast. Greatly appreciate it. So let's get into it. Let's speak to Josh. Cheers. You're here to change your life. Because there's too much on the line. You're sacrificing a shitload now and your family need to benefit. You've got to make a passion for yourself. The clicker for me, come and realise that, hey, I've got to get better at business. Josh, welcome to the Power Up podcast, mate. Great to have you on board. Thanks for having me, mate. Yeah, pretty exciting. Oh, it's good. And you've got a great story. I'm really keen for you to share with our listeners how you've really built the team and how you've really positioned yourself over the last four years. You've got a great journey and a great story to share. So really keen to listen to that and, and understand and how you unpack that. But before we get into that, all, all into the into the now and all the good stuff, just give us a bit of an insight into some of the, the background and the journey to date with obviously yourself and Lyndall starting the business back around that 2013, 2014. We we worked for a telecommunications company, both of us, and we you have to name Basically it Telstra. Enough. Is that Telstra? <laughs> I didn't want it. I don't want a bad name. Oh, you want a bad name? It's, uh, it's Telstra. No, all good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we we worked for them for a long time. I was in management there, and we I just had enough of it stress wise, and and so I changed, uh, retrained, and and started in in landscaping and horticulture. Um, we moved towns, and so it was a big change for us. Everything sort of had to happen, but. Yeah, we moved here. We weren't sure where we were going to go, so we kicked the business back off again. Um, I was just a sole trader. And, yeah, and then essentially 
uh, we were offered another a little business in town, and, and so we took that on, and, and it got a like it came when we bought it. It actually came in a a 4x carton box like an old one that's how we got all the paperwork for it so yeah it was a great little business was there any beer still in the box (laughs) no it wasn't okay cool Uh, yeah but you know that was pretty much what we picked up um it was a good little business had great rapport with the customers being a small town but that was sort of where it was at so and that's west wyalong right that is west wyalong yeah so we took this business on like that and um and from there um, you know, we just had to to bring systems and processes into place because as we slowly grew, we had to put stuff on and, and we, we just realised we did we weren't set up for it. So um, essentially my wife said to me, look, we've got to get someone to help us do this. Um, and, and, and obviously being in management in a Telstra management position, I felt like I should be able to do this. But when it came to trades and, you know, we talk about the trading mindset and all those things, I've kind of got myself into that because I've been a sole trader for three three years already. So it was sort of, yeah, my wife was the one that pushed it, um, Lyndall. But... So moving to, so starting around that 2014, 15, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then a couple of years as sole trader, then rolling into a proprietary limited company. Yeah, so once we once we took this business on, we had a couple of um, people um, on staff, just casuals. So you know, then it was sort of suggested we need to get into more of a company um, setup. So yeah, then then we rolled into that, and now obviously we've sort of into our fourteenth staff member. Yeah. So you know, it's uh, it's been a big journey for us, but to to be able to put you know put us into that position, get us into this position, we had to make some decisions as to who was going to help us get there. Which is why we got you. No, it's been good and been great to have you on board, and especially to seeing the results now coming into the end of yeah. the financial year, coming in the end of June 2023. It's really, really exciting. But just rolling it back into that, like around that 2018 19 period where, yeah, you're in a new region. It's not a big pocket, and pretty much West Wyalong, it's around, close to Young, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's close to you know, sort of Forbes. We're probably an hour from Forbes. It is it is on a, on a few highways, but it's sort of in the middle of nowhere, really. Western, central West and New South Wales. Yeah, Central West and New South Wales. There's probably six and a half thousand people in town. Got a good little you know mining agricultural community. Yeah, um, and it's a great little town. But um, yeah, from a point of view that you you, you want to have constant work, you kind of have to go out of town a little bit too. Mm. So we in that regard, we you know we had to be set up to be able to do that. Yeah. And it is a great pocket. It's a great part of New South Wales. It really is a good region there. She's dusty when you get <laughs> when we moved here, it was a drought and boy, it was dusty. <laughs> and then you got flooded. Yeah. Then the floods. Yeah. Hit. And then we got floods. Yeah. So but then with that coming into that period of that growth, you know, starting to get more on. I think you sort of got built the before you jumped on board with us, you built a business around that five hundred K turnover. Yeah. Yeah. And- so we're we're around about five hundred K turnover. But, you know, our net profit wasn't great. And, you know, there's a few things to that we sort of looked at that, that were, you know, because we were growing, we, we were buying. And so that made it hard to sort of get a real good indication of how the business was sort of working because we had to buy a lot of um, assets and, and things to kind of keep our business rolling through. But so cash flow was tight. Cash flow was tight. Yeah, it certainly was. And, you know, we, we started a family um, in 2019. So we have you know, our own personal goals and our own personal life. And and that was another reason why we had to make changes because we just were getting into a bit of a rut where work had come home with us. We'd be, you know, working late. We'd be talking about it at the dinner table. And it just was, a, it wasn't very nice. <laughs> we got into that that classic, which you referred to the trading mindset, where you just become enslaved to the job. And unfortunately, 
around the dinner table. It's all about work. Yeah, and because Lyndall obviously worked in the business, we both, you know, shot back and forth and then we'd end up fighting because it just, you know, it's just not conducive to your relationship. It doesn't, that didn't work and it shouldn't, it shouldn't work like that. And it doesn't work like that now. So yeah, that's a good thing. It's hard when it's in that, in that state where both partners are fully invested in the business and it's not so much the hard work, but it's just the lack of reward. And Correct. there's nothing worse yeah. than you're putting a lot on the line, young family, stress, pressures, and yeah. then the cash is going south. If it's going yeah. up, yeah. cash is going south. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, putting all the time and the energy into it and not seeing the reward. But that energy and time that we put in back then, although probably not ideal, um, it has it has set us up for now. 100%. I think, yeah. and we talk about the latent potential all the time in our community, as you're aware of, which is the yeah. latent potential. Just because you're not getting the results, it doesn't mean it's wasted effort. It's actually stored energy. Yeah. But it's about playing the long game and being persistent uh, and disciplined as you are. And and that's what's led you to here, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Nothing yeah. goes in a straight line. No. <laughs> but I love that coming back to one of the first conversations we had, and obviously Lyndall. I love how you sort of put it down. Lyndall pretty much put the foot down and said, Josh, we need help. We need someone to help us. Now, you were very, 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 very- I'm pretty stubborn. Yeah, you were stubborn. <laughs> you weren't really warm and fuzzy at all. No, I wasn't. I probably, I, I think back to that first that first uh, uh, phone call we had, and I think, man, I was probably a jerk. <laughs> you were oh, probably sitting there. Yeah. Jesus, Maybe mate. a little bit. <laughs> so that was back in 2020 now too. That was- yeah. That was early, just before COVID or around when COVID just was. before COVID, yeah, 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 yeah. And look, it was, you know, and that was just trying to get rid of that old that that old business mindset too. Um, you know, things are different in, in every industry and, and to it, things don't just translate across every industry. So what I had, what I stored knowledge in, and we obviously being part of a, a large company, we we had been to coaches and, you know, action coaches and all sorts of things that, you know, and it felt like it was a very blurred industry for me. So I sort of felt like, no, I don't know if I want to go down that path. Mm. But, you know, we were recommended to you guys from a family member and, yeah, it was it was perfect, yeah. No, it was great. I'm glad that you persisted, right? I'm really glad that Lyndall pretty much went drag, dragging you Drag that, in there. Dragging yeah, you to get right. started. And now here we are nearly uh, three and a bit, nearly four years down the track. But, well, I think how, how long has it been since she's been on a phone call or whatever else? It's just been me. Yeah, it's I know. Just... Yeah, you're the main man. Look at you. Well, Lyndall's loving life, right? So Lyndall yeah, that's right. working, what, one day a week? And uh, just sort one of... day a week, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And from home. So she, she's still, she's not in the office. And, and we've got a good little admin office staff now and, and um, office manager. And, mm. you know, there's there's members of the team that we've kind of created that have really taken us to another level. So that's been really helpful well, let's um, talk i want to talk about that how we sort of got there to that result yep. because now again from say three or so years ago there was 500k turnover you're enslaved to the business no time lack of cash so yep. now being able to set the business up you're able to go away for four weeks in the caravan with the young family which is always a challenge yeah. and credit to you four weeks how good's that <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was a worry, but you know what? We probably could have gone away for longer, and that's that's testament to the team we've built. Yep. Um, you know they're they're a great team. Um, and look, I've always it's always been a thing for me when I've been in business that like I didn't love my old job, and I wanted to create an environment that I that people loved. Mm. Um, and you know, there's things that will pop up that won't always be great, but 
you know, I really wanted to make it so that the culture in this in this company and the you know the people that worked here loved it. Mm. Um, you know, and and maybe they don't love the work, but they love the team. They love being. And, you know, we have really good camaraderie. Um, you know, and there's a lot to you know look forward to when you come to work. And it's not always fun and games. Like they work hard, um, but you know, it's a really good environment at the moment, and I'm pretty proud of that because I think that's one of my main goals in being in business is to really create that culture. And that's definitely a credit to you, mate. And that's one thing early on that I really admired you, that it was all about the team. And from the get-go, I know from some first conversations, it's about, you know, I want to have a good environment. It's not about just getting people on just to work. You really want to build that culture and, and bringing in that learnings and experiences from the corporate world, where, again, from my perspective as well, like in the corporate world for 10 years, there's some pretty toxic environments that I that oh, nothing and just it really does suck the life out of you. It does, yeah, yeah. And you know, I, and the churn for staff is just incredible. You know, and I've we've got guys that have been with us for three, four, you know, coming on. You know, our very first employees, they're still with us. Yeah. Um, you know, and when we bought the company, we had a we had a girl that came with us. She was a casual to come along, and her husband's now our, you know, one of our project managers, and so. If you create an environment, yes, yeah, she's not with us anymore, but that's because she started a family. But, you know, she's willing to put it up there and say, hey, it's a good place to work. So Great. Yeah, you're really building that that family nurturing environment. Yeah, yeah. And being in a small town, like, you know, our talent pool isn't, you know, incredibly deep. And there's plenty of other companies in town and, and other trades and being a mining community, there's big money in certain areas. So, you know, we've got to create a culture and a work environment that people want to come to because we can't compete otherwise. I love it. I just love it. I, know, I want people who are listening to this now, especially those all around Australia in big cities or little cities that are saying, oh, it's it's tough to get people or, you know, I'm in a small town and, you know, it's tough to get people in a small town as opposed to a big town and everyone's got an excuse. You're the classic example, shining light, Small town, not a big pocket, but you've really built up that culture and what we talk about winning the war on talent, where you really build that brand that attracts good people. Yeah. They're looked after. You're, you're showing that compassionate leadership. We have to look after them. And yeah, I think, like I've you know, said before, things change and things will go wrong. And, you know, and it, it, the creating culture is, a, is, a, is not just to create the culture and let it, you know, let it become you know that's that's it it's more about creating the culture and working on the culture every single day like these things have to be worked on because little things will creep in mm. personalities will clash all of that stuff and if they fester they you know they're corrupt and you know it's a matter of, of constantly working on it and it, it is a big thing but you know one of your you know big pushes is for us to do at the start was the way we do it here and and you know the way we do it here really set a standard for for our business, yeah. and we did focus on how how we wanted our team, and like our culture was the, the the pinnacle part of that because I feel like if you know we have a really good working culture, a really good team, our clients are going to see that, our clients are going to respect that, our clients are going to come to us, and we're going to create a, an environment where they're going to be happy with the work we do, rather than sort of really relying on the skill set of our team. Um, we kind of create this this company that's just going to come in and, and blow them away. Um, and I think that's important. Often we go, you know, oh, my client was, you know, my client is the most important part of the business. But I think your team, your culture is the most important part of your business. Yeah, I agree there because your team look after your client. If your team are not happy, your 
clients are not going to be happy. Yeah, for sure. They're your face. They're everything. Yeah. I love that mantra that you've put down where, you, again, the team is the most important asset and we're only as good as the people. And if you're, the team are thriving, then the business is going to thrive. Correct. Yeah. 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 We have to have a good team. And, and again, in a small town, you know, you don't get lots of, of chances. You've got a lot of repeat customers. So if your culture is, you know, mm. cancerous, you, you're going to have trouble because you're not going to want to, you know, and I've seen it in, you know, other sections of, of town and certain businesses that, you know, you think that's not a great name, you know, in some things. And we, we, come, we, we come up against things like that all the time. So yeah, yeah it's, it's such an important thing for us. And unpacking now the, the, the way we do it here process, as we discussed, that's really the, the cornerstone and the foundation of everything we do in, as far as how we recruit, how we train people, how we assess people, how we develop people, how we then go to our clients, part of our business development and educating yeah. client process. It's how we go to suppliers and talk about our expectations. Yeah. It's every day, right? It's just the way Correct, we do it here yeah. is literally every day. Just unpack, and this is where, again, I really – admire how you from that tentative start you really bought into the way we do it here even when again at those early stages business was tough you were still busy the results still weren't there both from a top line revenue or a profit point of view yeah but you had the you know that unwavering focus on yeah you you believe that the way we do it here was going to be critical for the team just talk me about the process and just to clarify everyone with the way we do it here is a, a really clear succinct framework of our vision aspirational where we want to go as a team our promise, what do we promise our customer every time we turn up? And then our values, which are basically are our desired behaviors. And this is pretty much how our team make the choices every day. Every choice they make, they've got to align it to the values. Just unpack that process, mate, that you went through and and the different iterations too that you've gone through and getting the team buy-in as well. It's all about, it's not about you just directing it, it's about the team owning it. Yeah, so when we created it, Obviously, we weren't sure what we we're going to do. So, you know, we had some help from family members that owned a trade business, um, and so we kind of just set these um, these ideals out and said, "Well, that's what we what we want to do." And then we presented that to the team, and we sort of set 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 them down and said, "This is what you know the way we do it here. This is our expectations. You know, the teamwork, how that's going to work." And I think. After a while, I think it was about 12, 18 months of, of running it that way. Um, it went through everything. So our, our marketing web page, you know, our quoting documents that get sent out to our customers, it's it's on all of those things. So they they know it's almost like our mantra that that's what you can expect from the company. You know, but then obviously moving forward, the, the team hadn't created it. So what we wanted to do when we had a, you know, a mid-year meeting and just said, right, you guys are going to rebuild this for us. We don't want to change it completely, but we want you to put this into your own words. So we had a meeting and we sat down and everyone just, you know, spitballed back and forth. You know, what's our expectations? What you know, and from the apprentice through to the project managers, office managers, everyone had input, everyone had a chance to talk. And eventually, you know, we come up with a new one now. We're just in the process of of putting that out now to the world. But you know, I think it's important that even the apprentices get an opportunity because they they're your future of your business. They're the future trades that are going to come through. They're your tradesmen, and really, that if they embed it in their life now, they'll they'll come out a better tradesman. And that's the thing. We're coming back to it. It creates that the leadership. It creates a, a framework that everyone doesn't matter whether you're an apprentice or a fifty year old tradesman, you can still own it. And I I talk about leadership. Leadership's not about a title 
or no. tenure. It's about your actions and your choices. And often what we find when within, within the community, and you would have heard it when we talk about our community wins and uh, other people say that sometimes the best people who lead by example is actually the apprentices. They're the ones that often have the best feedback or best input. And generally it's yeah. because of that generation too where they, and this is what I want everyone to understand, generationally right now, the new kids coming through, they want empowerment, they want ownership, they want to contribute, yep. and they want to be part of something bigger than just a job. Like you said before, we're doing landscaping. You know, some of the stuff that you're doing is tedious, but if you create this environment where they're empowered and they're making choices, hey, I'm growing. I've, I've got a say in this. I'm, I'm accountable. Yeah. And how have you seen it now? And and because fast-tracking it now, you the team that you've built has enabled you to Again, not 13 people, 14 people on board. It's really, and credit to you, now we've gone from 500K to pushing through to you know, close to 2 Almost million, 2 million yeah. which is fantastic. Yeah. But more importantly, yeah. the bottom line profit you know, is up over that 15% or you know, pushing over 200K profit, which is unbelievable. It's great. But it's all on the back of the team. It's massive jump. 100%. But it's all yeah. on the back of the team. The team own it. You've got confidence in the team. Now, just talk about the difference what have you really noticed from the team members once you've given them that input, that opportunity to have a say, that opportunity to own what gets created in this framework? So they, again, they believe in the vision because they've been part of it. They believe in the promise because they've been part of it. They believe in their values because they've been part of it. So they really own it. Yes. So what are some of the key little subtle You start to see You just start to see it come out in them in, in, the, in their daily work. Mm. Um, so you'll see them, you know, start to make decisions and and you know apprentices particularly that like they make mistakes and they're probably the most common ones to make mistakes and and how they take ownership of that mistake for example um which is one of our values but then how the other team members respond to that so they'll sort of say oh that's not the way we do it here like that's a it's a it's a it's it's a little bit of jest but at the same time they understand that that doesn't reflect the way we do it here and even if i say certain things oh that's not the way we do it here and you know there's there's you know, it's, it's in jest in some ways, but it's ingrained. Mm. And so when they actually do make a mistake that is, or, you know, we, we have come up against something that is really difficult, um, it's it's an ingrained decision. They kind of, they'll, they'll, they'll default to it um, without even thinking about it. They don't have to verbalise it, but they default to that kind of mentality. That's And that's that's probably what we're, we're pushing for. We don't want to have to verbally bring this up all the time. We use the language and it kind of creates the patterns in the brain for everybody that go, hang on, yeah, no, that's not the way we do it here. But we want them to just mentally get to that state where they just say that's not the way, that's not good enough, that's not the way we do it here, you know, those sort of things. So um, it is, and it's been a journey to get there. And the more people you put on, like obviously the more risk you have and some people that you put on obviously that are already tradesmen or that are older, they've got, um, you know, ideas of their own that, that come into play. And so they have to fit into the culture of the company. And if they can't, well, then they fall away. And the same goes for any apprentices that have come on. And we've had guys that have come in, but it's just they fall away. And the beauty of it is, you know, we have had people that have started and enjoyed the team and it's been within a week it's collectively the team's gone, this isn't going to work. And it's not a matter of, you know, being mean or anything like that. It's just this isn't going to work. I don't have to make the decision. They make the decision. And it just doesn't work. And they say, no, nah, we have to. It's not, we're not going to, we're not going to be able to perform to the level we need to perform to with this person on board and nothing's changing. So, you know, so you get that higher, you know, higher slow 
um, fire fast kind of mentality from your team, which is really helpful because, you know, I don't want to have to be monitoring these guys all the time, particularly as your numbers start to grow. And that's and that's what I love. I just I love hearing that. That just gets me, you know, fired up and <laughs> excited, right? As yeah. you know, I get very yeah. excited around things like that where because we're talking about that leadership, you know, from within. We're talking yeah, inside out leadership yeah. where the team straight away, if someone's coming in, the team are actually owning the culture. The team are actually owning the way we do it here. And if yeah. someone's coming in and they know they're not going to be a team member, see you later. Yeah. Doesn't suit. Yeah. yeah. We're going yeah. north. And, and it's got to happen quick too. And it does like happen quick. Yeah. Because it, it can really be cancerous. So for them to pick it up and say, no, let's, you know, and they feel empowered to do that. Like mm. that's not going to suit. So, you know, and, you know, the, the, I feel like when I, one of my things is I really want to be open and, and in, you know, my leadership has changed a lot probably from 10 years ago. Mm. Yeah. It's changed um, a lot in the last three years since we've been operating. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, and just being, you know, really focused on culture means that, you know, my empathy changes, my, you know, the way I manage, the way I deal with people, you know, the way I deal with myself. Mm. So there's, you know, self-growth that I have to do myself. So, yeah. you know, that that has changed. Um, and, you know, our team, like they make it, like you don't want to have to fire people and you don't yeah. want to have to fire people without really good in this is why it's happening. Yeah. You know, you want to have a good reason to be to be getting rid of someone, particularly when you put them on because it's, you know, it sucks to hey, <laughs> you go through the hiring process and then they're the wrong fit. You feel like well you failed, but if your team turns around and says, "No, nah, this isn't going to work." Well, then you really in the end you've won. Well, that the way we do it here is used first and foremost when we talk about the hire slow, it's used in that recruitment process which we try and flesh out then if there's going to be if they buy into it or they don't. So in that initial stages, we get a glimmer of like, hang on, do you buy into our vision? This is our promise and these are our values. So we're very clear on the expectations and you're very clear on the expectations. But you're right, some do sort of slip through the... Well, they do. And, you know, some people are good at just being different in their interview yeah. <laughs> to how they are. And that's just the way it is. Yeah, they can, they, um, so... they're quite good actors. They're in the wrong, yeah. they're in the, yeah. they're in the all... wrong field. <laughs> we're all... Yeah, able to act, I guess. But yeah, so you know that that for us, culture has been just the biggest growth. I think for us, that's been our focus, and we've just let the rest of you know, not let it go, but we sort of think, well, if we manage the team to the point where you know they're an amazing team, things around it will happen, mm. and they'll go and search for work. They'll they'll, they'll in, increase the business. They're brand advocates. Exactly. Yeah, they're gonna say what are both as attracting new people this is a great place to work as well as attracting new clients because you're going to be talking in their network oh we do great we get we do great work like the current project you're on right you're the in your space and your scope of works you're really driving that project to go forward because all the other trades around are pretty much unprofessional correct yeah yeah and it's been you know it's it's been really good to see that the team really trying to push it forward yeah i don't have to even be there and our project manager he, you know he's fantastic you know, it's it, as a group collectively, they just want to see it get get done. Yeah, and, and you know, we've got job fatigue with that now, and that's yeah. something that can can really be cancerous to your team culture. And so, we want to get rid of it. You know, we want it to finish. It's got to it's got to move on. We've got to go to the things that give us joy, and you know, go back to the work that you know makes us happy. And the key thing there is identifying, which is really good as part of your leadership, identifying that fatigue coming in, identifying that you've got to unplug. You've got to unplug. Yeah. And as part of the operating rhythm, you know, that we really we put in place and 
as part of that op- annual operating rhythm. And for our listeners, we've got an annual operating rhythm at different months of the year, certain things have to get done. And we're now coming into that phase where we're doing the one-on-one performance. We're going to do one-on-ones, yeah. We've got com- conversations to have around performance. Um, you know, we can, we've got to come back to the way we do it here and look at the, where we're sitting, you know, personally. And because that's a part of our the way we do it here, we, we like to see that kind of stretch across their personal life as well and the decisions that they make in their personal life. I mean, we can't tell people what to do personally, but, you know, if you if you create an environment where every day they're coming to work with a certain standard, it's going to represent in their personal life as well. And that's sometimes where we've seen people drop away, where they can't keep their personal life to the standard that it needs to be and they go, this just, I can't, yeah. can't live like this basically, can't do it. So we've seen people drop off because of that, particularly young apprentices. Yeah, it's very hard. As we always say, you've got to have balanced habits. You can't have great habits at home and then, and then, or bad habits at home and have the good habits at work. It just doesn't work because no. it does, it crosses over. Yeah. I think what we, what you're talking about too, and this is what we're really passionate about. And, you know, we talk about it in the community all the time is that, and I want people to understand you know, who listen to the podcast is that when you get someone come into your organization, they're bright eyed, often they're looking for mentorship, they're looking for guidance, they're looking for an opportunity to grow. Often they've come from an environment where they've never been sort of patted on the back. They've always been criticised. Whereas what we want, and I know you do, when people leave the organisation, your business, because they're going to, they're going to grow and they go the next step and good luck to them, but they're going to be a better tradesman, but more importantly, they're going to be a better person. Correct. Because yeah. of the confidence and the skills and the principles um, that, that and the values and how they can go about things, how they can own things. Their their position in life is, yeah, you know, going to be on a different trajectory for the next decades. Correct. Yeah. And look, it's you know we've had people come on from our, from our other businesses that we've sort of taken on, um, like our office manager, for example, and she comes with uh, from an environment that was probably pretty tough to work in by the sound of it, mm. um, and from a management team perspective, like pretty tough to work in. Comes here, and we still have moments where like the way we react, the way we respond, because it's the way we do it here is like foreign to her. It's like, it doesn't, that's not how I expected something different. I expected anger and I expected frustration (laughs) and all these things. And you're like, it's not what we do here. Like, it's not, you know, you know, this is a problem. Sure. But we're going to have to overcome it the way we do it here. We're not trying to follow anyone else. We don't care what they're doing. They're they're fine, but this is the way we do it here. We got confidence in the way we do it here. Yeah. One thing now we really want to touch on with the way we do it here, because we mentioned like the team members, which is great. They, they pick up on the way we do it here if things go wrong. But as you know, we're all about intentionally seeking out the good and how right. we can use the way we do it here, again, to appraise people, to pat people on the back, to give them recognition. How good is that? Again, that framework that we can really put people up on the pedestal, acknowledge great work. Yeah, well, we do it in our meetings um, and and we talk about, the, you know, we we talk about situations where or you get an email from a client that says you know great job doing this this and this and and you can say well this is where this you know this is ownership this is teamwork this is these things that we relates back to your values yeah it relates back to this so you actually have a kpi that you that you can work to Mm. um and you know kpis for 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 team related things are actually quite hard to to manage Mm. um Whereas, but if it's a if it's a, a value that you can relate back to in the things they do, it becomes something that you can reward and say, look, this is a great great job, because KPIs often are about you know figures or, or benchmarks, and you sort of think, well, that's hard to benchmark a personality, mm. and so you see that and you go, well, you know, 
having the way we do it here, it's the benchmark. It's 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 a personality benchmark, or it's a you know how you turn up to work. That's that, that's you know, and you can reflect back to that and say, look, you've done a fantastic job in these things. And it's all about choices, right? It's a, it's the it's the choices that are made, like like with your kids, right? It's the choices. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's all about choices, and that's a great thing. Where, and I think you know, we talk about a lot. We're having the way we do it here, and it's all about choices. It, when you're having a tough conversation with someone that maybe not living and breathing the way we do it here, you can remove that personality and the emotion out of it, agree? Because it's very much about choice. It's yeah. about the choices that you're making are not aligned with the way we do it here. Not reflecting. So, yeah. And the, the great thing, it's no grey, it's black or white. So the question is, Josh, should you do you believe in the way we do it here? Because your choices are not showing that, yes or no. Yep. How do you find that? Again, just removing that emotion, that personality, and it's all about the choice. So it comes back to ownership. Yep. Again, yeah, 100%. And and it comes back to also like me having to I'm, – I'm accountable to those things too because it's a company thing. Me in a management role, I'm accountable to those things. So I go into these meetings where I'm, you know, I'm praising the staff because, you know, the, relying the choice they've made to what we've done, you know, in our the way we do it here. I'm actually, if I'm working to that as well, I'm finding these things and I'm looking for these things and I, I actually want to to make a decision to go and support them and say, done a great job there. Yeah. Um, if I'm not leading to it and I'm in the rut of being a tradie and I don't have my head up mm. or have my head out of the sand or have my head in the clouds, I'm not seeing this stuff. So it's a big thing for me as well and, and our management team to, to actually be, be living it and looking for mm. it as well. Because, again, it comes back to information then. You know, we've, we're armed with information to say, yeah, we've done a great job or, and this is the, you know, this is the way you've done it. Well, yeah, and, and that's right because you can easily, if you don't stop and have a better, comp- say, a follow-up with a client or, or dig for more details and really get an understanding of where the client's at, then you can't share that with the team and there's no learning. You've lost an opportunity there. If everyone's not aligned to the, to the culture and the way we do it here, then that's a gap. There's an area there that there's a hole basically in the bucket. It's just going to fall out there. You're going to have lost opportunity in that in that section. I love the way you phrase that. 100% the hole in the bucket. Yeah, you'll lose opportunity out of that hole every time. And that, if that's the manager, that's the top of your bucket. Yeah, you know, it's just going to spill out the sides. So for me, if if you know that's it's just going to you know we're losing opportunities if I don't live to it. But if you know the apprentice isn't living to it, it's going to come out the bottom. It's going to you know, not that. You know, we're talking hierarchies in that way, but that's the way you know that's the way it works. You're going to lose opportunities and, and and lose momentum, and you know there's there's going to become problems that probably were able to be dealt with if everyone's aligned. And that's what we're talking about. They're getting rid of that hierarchy because it's a flat line. Because everyone's got to be accountable to the way we do it here. Everyone needs to live and breathe the way we do it here. And it obviously, it starts with you as the owner. Eyes are on you. They're looking at every choice you make. You've got to be aware of your choices. And we yeah. always talk. How you respond, how you react, <laughs> and all those things. And as we have those conversations, I don't care about you. Don't tell me you're busy. Don't tell me you're tired. It's just everyone's tired or busy. That's irrelevant. We've got to make sure that you're making the right choices because you've got to set the example. And that's where a lot of a lot of people, and, and I've come across you know, over a long period of time, when we talk about the values and People go, oh, great, I've got this the way we do it here. And I can use it as like a big stick. People think it's like a big stick. No, it's not a big stick. This is a an open sort of- That's a roadmap, really. It's a roadmap for everyone to follow. It's a framework yeah. that actually gives people confidence to make choices. It removes that. You don't have to micromanage. It gives people that empowerment that, you know what? Thank God, Josh, give me some breathing space here, mate. I just want you 
don't micromanage me. Let me make a choice. Yeah. Give me the framework. Cool. Got it. Let me go. Yeah. And as yeah. you know, if people are making choices, this is what I want everyone to understand too. And I know you, you know, you 100% believe in it, but if you're making the right choice or you're making choices aligned to the values, so in other words, aligned to honesty or own it or A game or safety first, if you're making choices along there, and even if you get the, the wrong result, so in other words, we don't get the outcome that we want, you can't be unhappy. Yeah, because the choices were right. We've maybe got to look at the solution or the implementation. But, mate, you've done everything right there. You've absolutely done everything. You made the right choices, but let's just have a look at some of the implementation or, or how you've gone about You look at training then as well. Like That obviously highlights potential training issues. So it's just a totally different way to look at it. It's a massive mind shift um, to, to look at things like that. And, you know, our boys, you know, our very first reiteration of the uh, way we do it here document, it didn't have learning environment or, or um, and that is now one of our, you know, creating a learning environment. And because learning and, and training is one thing that is a downfall because of where we live and because of the talent pool. So we've got guys coming in that aren't trained in certain aspects and they have to learn. Mm. Um, and so how do we create this learning environment? And that wasn't even something that I want. Well, I mean, it was something that I wanted, but I didn't really articulate that to the team. They sort of said, well, hey, no, let's let's make this part of our business. It's got to be part of our business. Yeah, it's great. Um, it's great they're picking up and identifying that. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's a huge, it's a huge mind shift on so many levels to get yourself into that situation where it just becomes something that you live and breathe in your company. And. What about that peace of mind? Again, like being able to go away in the caravan for four weeks and like you say, you could have gone away a lot longer. Just having that peace of mind, knowing that you've got confidence in the team that they can take it and own it. Yeah. Look, and and particularly when your managers um, managers are aligned to it, you know, you, you can, you can once you've kind of got it in place, it, it will keep you. It will keep your company going. You know, there's things that you've got to keep your eye on and keep your mind on around. But, you know, we, we had the best break you know whole month for me that's the first time for i can't even tell you 10 years probably and it was amazing and family now that we've got family we've got kids we've got so much going on personally you don't want your business to run your life it can't it's just not it's not good for your family it's not good for your kids they suffer um and you know it's a tough one because i know there's probably a lot of people out there that that, that do let their businesses run their life because i was one of them but now we've got to that stage and it's just been, you know, there's been ups and downs to get there but and there's still work to do. But, you know, I think having that framework in place, having a team culture that is just, you know, humming um, and having, you know, your assets, which are your staff, happy and, and wanting to turn up to work and wanting to, to, to better the company, I think that's what creates uh, the ability to, to go on holidays and have a break, switch off because you come back. Like I came back refreshed. I got probably more done when I got back than if I'd stayed at work for the month. Hundred percent. Like that's the thing where people just keep. Oh no, I can't go away. I can't go. Some people think they're too important to go away as well. But you're not productive. No, no, you're just there. You're just a body. And in some ways, you 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 kind of enable your team to step up and say, righto, this is now me. It's on me. And if you're there, you're like this looming shadow across everything. And sometimes in management styles, you find that certain management styles are just this constant like cloud mm. over the business. And you don't kind of let people come out into the sun and show their skills. As a business owner, you do cast a big shadow. You don't realize how big a shadow you cast. So some no. people are hesitant to step out of that shadow. 
where yeah. if you just again unplug and totally remove yourself from the situation, then people go, all right, here we go. I've got to make this choice. I've got to make this choice. decision. <laughs> but the key thing as well, you primed them right before you went away. You prime. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, it's not we just like on. abdicating responsibility yeah. and walking away, and then that's going to be. No. Come back. And, and we had to work to that. Yeah, yeah, we had to work to that. There was no like, right, I'm just going. See ya. Yeah. Um, it was you know we had to work to that, and things changed when we we're away, and you know there was decisions made. Like I said, we 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 had to move a team member on, and that was the the team did that. I had nothing to do with it. Mm. Um, the management team just made that happen, and again, it just come back to that way we do it here. That's fantastic. That's really good. Because I want to just touch on that that scenario where for most trading business owners in the trading mindset where it's busy all the time, they, you know, often it's always that either if they don't like their life, it's their client's fault or their team member's fault or their, you know, and what happens is they'll go away for two weeks, basically run away, and they come back and it's a shit fight and they come back and what do they say most of the time? They go, that's it. I'm never going on holidays again. Not going, yeah, I'm not doing that again. I'm not doing that again. I'm not going holidays again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so that's great. So for the next what X amount of years, you're not going to go on holidays, not going to refresh. So but that's that the trading mindset talk, right? Where it's just yeah. short term. But mate, what you've just sort of touched on there, you sort of nailed it in terms of what you've built as a team. But more importantly, the position now for the the new financial year, which we're coming into July 2023, it's so exciting, right? Yeah, like our pipelines, you know, what we've got coming up is just really exciting. And the like the kind of work that we've, we're doing now, you know, we're, we're moving into, you know, commercial space in, in preschools and, and things like that, which is the, like, it's really fun. And I am, we probably haven't touched on it yet, but we, we talk about um, personalities and, and personal management styles and the kind of people you are. And we've talked about it before too with, you know, we need tenacious people in, in management. Um, I'm not that person. I'm a dreamer and that's just the way it works. And so when we, we have these things, like this is what keeps me buzzing. Like, you know, we're getting work and jobs like preschools yeah. and I get to create, like that's, that's my big thing. Um, <laughs> you know, and I've got guys that are in the management level, the project management level that are tenacious that they just see that thing come to fruition and it's like, this is, this is awesome. So, you know, that's that's exciting. We can do another podcast on that. And what Josh is referring to there is a methodology called the working genius that we've been using, which identifies the personality of everyone, right? And whether you're tenacious or a wanderer or – and what – yeah. And I, yeah I'll definitely awesome. attest, right? So getting Josh to sort of sit down and work through some of the things and some of our work is – is definitely hard at times, right? You're not that tenacious. Like, uh, uh, it isn't. I'm not a tenacious person. Yeah, you yeah. Get, you get I understand you. Dance in your pants and that one. Yeah. <laughs> but again, that's one important part, though, of having a balanced team around that, the right sort of personalities that some can just, yep, get in, let's get it done. Others are more like, okay, let's just sit back and just assess, is this the right thing to get done? And then you get others that actually then come up with the, the whole idea. Yeah, and when you're building team culture, like we talked about, the way we do it here, those things—that's your framework. You want people in the right, with the right personalities, that'll just nail that every day. And yeah, like I, I know that's not being tenacious has never been something that I've been great at. So. But it's good, right? Like you put your hand up, you've got to identify that everyone in life should be trying to work in their their sweet spot or their working junior spot that they really like. Well, that's how you. That's the only way you hum. That's right. The only way that you you, you enjoy getting up, and coming to work, is if you're doing things you want to do and you, you're successful at. Too bloody hard. <laughs> Business is bloody hard, right? It's just like it's no fantasy. But mate, just wrapping up. Really awesome. 
and great to be part of that journey and great to see that journey as it evolves and great to see the results now really starting to come to fruition on the back of that latent potential. That's good stored energy. Just before we go, what's the one takeaway, any aspiring business owner or even a business owner that's really in the midst of struggling, what's the sort of the piece of advice you'd give them to try and sort of move forward or get them out of the rut that they are at the moment? Well, I just think really you've just got to be really honest with yourself and 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 really look at and I think that's where I, I struggle because obviously it was my wife that was really honest with me and said, no, this isn't going to work the way we're doing this right now. It's not going to work moving forward. So I think you just got to be really honest with where you're sitting and say if you're run by your business, then it's not the right thing for you. It's not doing the right thing for you. So I think the biggest takeaway is to find, you know, the processes, processes and the habits and the things you can put in place, and that's what we've got from you. And I think that's that's been the biggest takeaway for me is, is and and you'll latch on to what speaks to you within what you offer, I think, too. Like the way we do it here was what we latched on to because that was part of our think culture. But there's so much more in the processes and the habits that business owners can, can latch on to that they can get from you guys. So I think just being really open and honest with yourself, I think, is the biggest thing because I was, I was in a rut and I was... Pig-headed. There's no doubt about it. Oh yeah, yeah, maybe a little. Yeah, maybe a little bit. <laughs> I knew, I knew. You know that whole. I know, I know how to fix this. I know how to get out of this. But what I didn't know is how to actually make it happen. And the things that you've brought up, a lot of the, a lot of the, the business things that we sort of talk about. You know, our sales pipeline and our, our profit and profit plans and our profit and loss and all those things. I have an understanding of those things. I had an understanding of those things, but actually making them actionable things that we can work on. In a trade business, that's different. I think you need help and also someone to drive you, particularly when you're like me. Just being honest with yourself, I think really that's the biggest thing. Just tell you that every now and then you get told to get over yourself. Let's come just, on, pull your finger out. Let's go. You're kidding yourself. Get the whip out. <laughs> Stop dreaming. Stop dreaming. Stop. Stop getting out of that wonder. <laughs> get out of that wonder. I need that. I need a bit of tea. I need a bit of tenacity, yeah. please. But yeah, yeah. Now, great stuff, Josh. I know plenty of awesome stuff there, and and for those listening especially around the team and trying to mobilise the team. Heaps of good takeaways there, mate. But I really look forward to seeing where the, the journey continues. Um, yeah, same. So Pretty good. it's really exciting. Yeah, we want to see it go out outside of where we are and, you know, we want to see it continue to grow and not stopping here for now. Definitely don't stop. Keep on chipping away. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yep. You're here to change your life. Because there's too much on the line, you're sacrificing shitload now and your family need to benefit. You've got to make a passion for yourself. The clicker for me, come and realise that, hey, I've got to get better at business.